That was an incredibly frustrating Warriors game. They started at 1 p.m. on a Saturday. They led for 47 minutes. But when it counted, the very end of the game, they weren't leading. They lost by one. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there who are pointing the fingers at all the wrong places in terms of why, for the second time this week, the Golden State Warriors blew a lead of 20 or more points in a game. I'm listening to the Warriors' local postgame show, giving you the epitome of Homer coverage, trying to talk about moral victories, directing all the, the, the blame at the wrong places. Folks, the Warriors' head coach is grossly overrated. He was directly responsible for tonight's game. Stephen Curry is allowed to be exhausted every once in a while and have an off night. That's not the only reason why they lost. If you had even a little bit of competency in terms of who's making the decisions with who's out there playing in the most pivotal moments of a game like this, maybe you'd understand that it's the problem is not the talent on this roster. It's the person deciding who on this roster plays when. And I'll explain why next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Blocked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, who is re-upped with us for all of 2024. That is awesome. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. You can follow me, Cyrus Hotzes, on Threads at dog wild i think i'm just going to delete the uh the show's twitter account that platform is a cesspool of pure idiocy and just pure vitriol and i love the fact that on threads you can literally delete replies if people are just trying to attack you that's a huge feature i think i'm done with twitter after today it's just an absolutely horrible platform so you can follow me and this program on threads at dog wild the programs on threads at locked on warriors so sean stanley and a bunch of other people in the chat i appreciate if you're respectable about it Okay, and Dr. Sean writes, the same lineups were working in the first half, so how is coaching responsible? Here's the problem. Okay, those same lineups that were working in the first half were not working in the second half. A player I will start with, and I know you Clay lovers hate when I objectively criticize Clay, whose game is clearly on the decline, but folks, Clay Thompson should not have been playing that fourth quarter, at least not at the end of the game. Okay, he should not have. Clay had a great first half. Clay had a solid third quarter. He did not have a good fourth quarter. He had four shot attempts in the fourth quarter. Okay. All four were from deep. He went one for four. That was his entire contribution in the fourth quarter. He also had a dumb personal foul. He also, it's, and, and worst on top of all that, you have a two point lead. The last thing you need to do is give up a three to let the other team take the lead with just seconds remaining. So what does Clay do defending Paul George? He doesn't play up to him 
to make sure that at least if a three is taken, it's not relatively open and easy. Give up the two before you give up the three. Take the tie, not a deficit. All right? Now, who should have been playing in the fourth quarter instead? Well, I'll tell you one player who should not have been playing in the fourth quarter, Corey Joseph. Why was Corey Joseph in that game for three minutes in the fourth quarter? Corey Joseph played a whopping total in this game of 15 minutes. You know who didn't play in this game at all? Trace Jackson Davis would have given you some damn size. You know who is grossly underutilized in this game tonight? Jonathan Kaminga, a player who I keep saying time and time and again needs reps, needs minutes, who had a momentum-shifting dunk in late in the game when the Warriors were suddenly giving this whole thing up in the third quarter. You know who stopped that tide and reversed the momentum? Jonathan Kaminga, a player who's 6'8", a player who gives you size, a player who plays night and day better in the second half Versus the first half, I've, I've covered this time and time and again on this show that that his numbers across the board, except for three-point shooting for some reason, but his threes have been wonky all year. He's drastically better in the second half. Yet, we saw Jonathan Kaminga this game for a total of 15 minutes. Total! Not like in a half, total. In the fourth quarter, the absolutely disastrous fourth quarter. There's also the disastrous third quarter. But again, Kaminga at least helped out there. What, what do we see in the fourth quarter? Kaminga playing the same amount of minutes, actually three seconds less than Corey Joseph. So excuse me for the people who are sitting here saying it's not. And again, this is where Dane Rupa, who says JK sucks, based on what? On what? His three-point shooting? That's the only measurable that you can pull up in terms of him struggling this year. He, it, he's the only, one of the only players on this team who attacks the rim, who gets free throw attempts. Oh, by the way, he can actually play defense. And you're going to say that he sucks. No, you're, you're, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about if that is what you're going to because he played a total of 15 minutes. When, when someone sits here and says, Kaminga sucks, you know how I interpret that? I, I believe everything Steve Kerr says, and if Steve Kerr thinks you only deserve 15 minutes, I don't have the acumen to actually make and formulate opinions on my own, so I just defer to whatever Steve Kerr says. And it is ridiculous. And, and again, this is where coaching is a huge problem. I'm going to say this right now. If Steve Kerr continues this act all season, where Clay Thompson is given carte blanche, end-of-game minutes, like, no matter what you're going to play, the Warriors will not win a championship. They're not. Because he is not one of the best players in the NBA anymore. This is a player that the Warriors came into the season relying on to be their number two scorer. Not, in on average, scoring 15 points a game. He had 17 tonight in 33 minutes. They were effective for the most part, except for the fourth quarter. Now, people want to point to Stephen Curry and say... Well, Stephen Curry had a bad game tonight. It wasn't the greatest game. His body of work was actually exemplary. I mean, he was effective. He shot 7 for 18 from the field, below 50%, but not that much below. He was 4 for 9 from beyond the arc. Even though he shot it bad late, overall, that's good. That's damn near 50% from 3. He had 11 assists in this game. Stephen Curry only had 2 turnovers in this game. People are going to suddenly start blaming Steph? No, what Steph needs is help. 
whose idea, by the way, was it to have Draymond Green shoot a three-pointer as your last shot in this game? Steve Kerr, who one thing I've never criticized him for is scripting plays out of timeouts. That's what you scripted? A Draymond Green three when all you need is a two to win? Don't sit here and defend Steve Kerr. Okay, Steve Kerr, his biggest responsibility for this team is managing player minutes. And when Corey Joseph is getting the same amount of minutes as Jonathan Kaminga, that's a coaching problem. I, 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 it blows my mind how many people are just going to apparently die on the Kerr Hill until we have to wait till after the season or God knows who knows when before they realize, oh, he's average at best when it comes to head coaching. The, the right guy at the right time when it came to 2015 winning their first championship in the dynasty. He's excellent at managing egos. He's excellent at bringing out the best in Stephen Curry. This is 10 years later. Okay? Damn near close to 10 years later. And look at the body of work the last five years. All right? 2020, 15-1 season. 2021, six, game above, six games above 500. They won the championship in 2022. Awesome. That was all Steph, though. All right. I will never criticize Steph because he is one of the all-time greatest players ever. He's the reason why the Golden State Warriors are what they are. It all starts with Steph. Even Steve Kerr will acknowledge that. But don't sit here and tell me it's because of coaching. All right. Anyone who believes that, look at the Patriots. I saw some people in the chat tonight bringing up uh that that uh the trying to make a comparison with Nick Saban. I don't even know where the hell this this moron was was going with this. No, you want to make a comparison? Look at Bill Belichick. Six Super Bowls, none without Tom Brady. All right? It starts with the talent. Kerr was fantastic at managing a veteran roster that was stacked. But times have changed. He has to rely more on athleticism, on size. What I, for some reason, keep thinking is common sense, which apparently he doesn't think. And that starts with giving Jonathan Kaminga 20-plus minutes a game. You got to ride or die with some of these players. I'm glad he's seeing the light with Moses Moody. All right. Moses Moody had an awesome game tonight. Moses Moody played 32 minutes in this game, scored 21 points in this game. He was awesome. I'm glad Steve Kerr is seeing the light with Moses Moody. Important to note, though, that you have to play these guys a full four quarters. All right. A lot of people pointed to the Sacramento Kings game. The other game of the Warriors blew a massively huge lead. In that game, they blew a 24 point lead. Tonight, today, they blow a 22-point lead. Moses Moody was looked at, at as a bright spot in that game because he played in the fourth quarter. He played in the second half. His first half numbers of that game were abysmal. Sometimes players need a full body of work before they can be judged. It's, it's fussed, man. I, and to hear all this rhetoric tonight, that, that this was like a moral victory, you lost the game. You're two games below 500. This is, it's, 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 uh, it's driving me crazy. Uh, I'm going to, we'll have a lot more to discuss. First, uh, I got to give some love to one of our sponsors. And that's Jace Medical. This is a really good sponsor because they could actually help you. All right. They could actually help you because look, we all, you, you need medical kits in your house. Emergencies happen. Life happens. And sometimes you need, whether it's a, it's a medical kit, whether you just need band-aids, whether you need gauze, whatever you need. Medical kits are important. And with Jace Medical, you're getting that and more. Look, I know we come to sports to escape 
from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can imagine a more helpless feeling than your wife, your kids getting sick while a supply chain issue keeps them from the life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. And look, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You can follow me on threads at dog wild and i want to play some sound right now i don't know if, if oh here we go the head coach of the golden state warriors uh giving you the rhetoric that things are fine despite the fact that they've lost what nine of 12 is that where they're at right now mark medina is that is that like the the nba writer mark medina is that another mark medina anyways yeah this is I'm I'm growing really exhausted of the head coach making these ridiculous decisions. Uh, here is the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, talking about what went right apparently, and yet another loss. Here's Kerr. Uh, again, I, tonight was more about uh, them than us. The Sacramento game felt more about us. Um, this was more the Clippers. Uh, you know, obviously. They got an incredibly talented team and a great coach, and they they made um, the adjustment to, to. Real quick, by the way, thanks for nice job passing the buck, saying that your team was not the issue. You want to read the second half numbers real fast for 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 a coach who's saying uh, that it was the other team who deserves a credit, and that even though you blew a twenty-two point lead, let me repeat that: the Warriors today blew a twenty-two point lead, and their head coach right now is saying that. The other team is the reason why, and that they played a great game despite that. Second half, Moses Moody scored 13 points. He was awesome. He was awesome. Where was Dario Saric, by the way? Dario Saric in the second half uh, played nine minutes and change. Didn't have a good second half. Still would have preferred him at the end of the game. Stephen Curry had a bad game. One for 10 in the second half. 0 for 3 from beyond the arc was a minus 19. Um, but again, I, I, what I look at in the second half, Corey Joseph, seven and a half minutes of play. Kaminga, just six minutes. He rewarded, he, all, all, all this kid does is like reward the Warriors. 
and Kerr turns around and just benches him. How do you think that's playing with his confidence? Like, it, it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Warriors lost uh, points in the paint in the second half, 28 to 16. The Warriors in the second half, they only turned the ball over seven times, They but they committed 12 personal fouls in the second half. Draymond had two of them. Sharich had two of them. Clay had one of them. Brandon Pajemski, who I thought was awesome, did have two personal fouls in the second half. That's another player I'm really stoked that Clay that uh, Steve Kerr is playing. But again, a rookie in Brandon Pajemski over a third-year player in Kaminga. Brandon Pajemski on the year is still averaging more minutes than Moses Moody. And I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I, I if you don't agree with me, agree to disagree. But play the right players at the end of games. And you don't lose as many of them as you do. Let's go back to Steve Kerr. To come out in that kind of pseudo zone they were playing in the third quarter, which helped, uh, I think, keep us off the, the three-point line. And um, you, you know they're going to make a run. 48-minute game in the NBA. I mean, um, on a team's home floor, talented group, they're going to make a run. And they made their run, and uh, we, we kept um, – holding them off and I think we led for 47 minutes and 52 seconds if I'm not mistaken um it like I said felt like um felt like we deserved this one but uh it's the way it goes but I'm uh I'm I'm really hopeful that our team feels the what has to happen for us to be good and tonight was was a good example of that so uh take care of it and and don't foul that's you know, that's simple as that. Yeah. And again, if he's going to ride and die with uh, certain players who should know what it takes to win at this point in their careers, maybe the problem is not them learning. Maybe the problem is you're sticking with players who are just past their prime, who just shouldn't be finishing games. You know, a lot like, again, his aversion to size is insane. Like, why is Trace Jackson Davis not getting minutes? What? Why are you opposed to taller, bigger players that make life easier for your superstars. What is going on there? I don't, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ernie B. Hernandez writes, don't play clay at the end of games. I'm not saying that just don't play him all the time, but be a reactionary coach, read the room. All right. Clay was struggling in that fourth quarter. You got, I mean, look, he, he's like, Again, if he's struggling, if he looks tired, Steph, you got to ride or die. This entire organization is based on Stephen Curry, okay? If Stephen Curry has peaked, if Stephen Curry's on the decline, nothing's showing me that yet. The Warriors officially need to start a rebuild. But until that happens, but he's the only player on this team who should be getting that level of, of the benefit of the doubt. And again, Kaminga, 15 minutes? I'm sorry. You know, if, if you don't, if that's, a, if, if, it's it, it's a it's a pattern. When he plays less less minutes, they routinely lose. All right, he's a winning player. And Corey Joseph, what is this reliance to play him? Why is Corey Joseph getting 15 minutes in this game, and Brand and, Tr and Trace Jackson Davis getting zero? Let's hear from uh, Draymond Green real fast, who I think was a little more pragmatic in his response. Um, and Draymond had a great game, by the way. Again, he, he hit four threes in this game. He somehow turned into like an incredible first half three-point shooter. An exemplary 
three-point shooter, in fact. Uh, uh, Draymond Green, in the first half, let me pull up that stat real fast, was outstanding. Uh, Draymond was four for five from beyond the arc. He was four for seven from the field. Draymond was a plus 15. Steph was a plus 21 in the first half. He had 12 points. He also had six rebounds. And then you look at the second half numbers. Oh, they second half Draymond Green minus 21 0 for three from beyond the arc, including the baffling decision to for him to take the final shot. You didn't need a three either. Like, just where is that conversation? You're going to give credit to the other team when you've made a boneheaded play to end the game. Stephen Curry, four points in the second half. Oh, for three. Oh, I already went through his numbers. He was also a minus 19. That's rough. Let's hear from a Draymond Green, who, at least from the, the description of the soundbite, has a considerably more pragmatic response to how they play tonight. I think we're headed in the right direction. I uh, just, you know, I think um, you got to learn how to win, too, though. Like, every year, you know, groups are different. And each year, that particular group has to learn how to win. And, you know, that's tested a bit, especially with the guys we got out. Especially CP is a key cog in when it comes down to winning time, you know. And and so we got to uh, figure that out. And I have no doubt that we will because we got guys that know how to win. It's just about putting it together. I think we're... And, and look, there is some... When we uh, come back in just a moment here... There is a lot of encourage. There is a lot of encouraging things. I can understand why folks are positive. I just don't want to hear that positivity right after a game when not so smart decisions cost you a twenty-two point lead. It, you know, it, it's it, it takes some accountability for that. There were some encouraging things though, and I'm going to discuss what those were in just a moment. We'll end this show on a positive note. I promise. I know. Look, I get grumpy when the Warriors lose, but it's just this this level of of bias from Kerr, like this favoritism from Kerr, this, this, for some reason, his discriminatory feelings toward Kaminga, his incredible bias towards point guards. Like, why do you always have to have two point guards out there? Since when has that ever been a winning formula for, for a championship team? You were spoiled in having players like Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala who could also handle the ball. This is true, but they worked because they also had size because they also could play defense. And Corey Joseph does not have size. Corey Joseph is not an elite scorer. Corey Joseph is not an elite defender. Corey Joseph is a player who, yes, can handle the ball. Big deal. So can almost anyone in the NBA. But Corey Joseph, in 15 minutes of play, had zero points. 0 for 2 from the field. Both those uh, shot attempts were three-point attempts. He had three assists. Two of the Warriors' 15 total personal fouls were by him. Zero points. Did I say that? Zero. And and he played literally eight seconds less than Jonathan Kaminga tonight. And, and somehow that's justifiable. So somehow, like, we're the only, this is the only show that brings that up. Well, you're not, you're not going to get homework content if you come here. All right? I promise you that. Because we will call out the blatant moronic decisions that are being done okay i'm sorry like it's just that is not smart it is not smart to play Corey joseph as much as jonathan kaminga it is not smart to play Corey joseph over trace jackson davis 
it, it's not smart at all. Okay. Size helps with defense. Size helps with rebounding. Size helps with less fouls being committed because you're not exerting yourself with extra reaches and extra movement physically. When you have size, you can sit back a little bit and rely on your natural advantage of wingspan and height. You don't have to create defensively when you have size. It's just, it's, all right. Got to give some love to another sponsor today. And then again, I promise we're going to finish on a positive note. And that is FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. And again, really stoked. Thank you, FanDuel, sincerely for re-upping with us for 2024. And look, the weather's cold. You know, the Barry, it's rainy. And right now, while it is cold across the country and the Northern Hemisphere, the NFL stays hot with their, I'm sorry, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Now, look, I'm not going to recommend placing a money line bet on the Niners-Eagles game tomorrow because who knows what the winner is going to be of that game? Who knows what the outcome is going to be? <laughs> but whoever the Panthers are playing, whoever uh, maybe the Patriots are playing, maybe bet on the other team for the money line. And if you do that, you can win $150 in bonus bets right into your account. It's good as cash. It's $150 if your $5 money line bet wins. It's that simple. That's a huge game tomorrow, Niners-Eagles. Hope all of you are who like football besides the Warriors are amped for that. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, the Warriors don't play again until Wednesday, which is a bit of a relief. They've had a really hectic schedule to start the season. Uh, it's also very important to note, and now we're going to take it to a positive uh, after Muzika's final comment, where, yes, and I've echoed these, these sentiments as well, that uh, Mike Brown's departure sure seemed to expose a lot when it comes to this team's coaching. Um, now, the Warriors have had what I, – I, I had someone say this. I, I can't confirm it myself. I probably – let me see if I can find this one live on the air real fast. But I, I've heard a few people mention that the Golden State Warriors have had the most difficult strength of schedule in the entire NBA. And while, again, I can't confirm that, it wouldn't surprise me if that's true. Consider that that is important when you factor into the to, to the standings. Like the Warriors right now are 11th in the Western Conference. They're 9-11 and 11 now. Um, again, this is after a six and two start to the season, which means they've lost what, uh, well, certainly they've lost three of their last 10, but they've also been playing a lot of tough teams and they've also had an incredibly frenetic schedule to start the season, 20 games in. And I think the only other team that matches that in terms of the most games played the season are the Chicago bulls. For some reason, the bulls and the warriors to start this year have been routinely leading the NBA in terms of games played. And that's not an advantage. That means you're not getting much rest. So, so kudos to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they're going to get rest until Wednesday. 
Uh, that's when they when they they're back in action at home against the Portland Trailblazers, and they better win that game. The good news for this Warriors team is they've been winning the games that they should win uh, for the most part. Um, but again, so they're going to get some rest, and the strength of schedule will hopefully get a little easier. Um, and look, there's some people in the chat that are mentioning uh, Jonathan Kaminga possibly being traded. And I don't want to see that, but if all you're going to do is play this kid 15 minutes, 15, he was the number seven pick in one of the deepest drafts in, in NBA history. Why did you pick him? Why, why did you do that? Like, like, are we going to talk about how much the Warriors have bungled draft picks over the last 10 years? I mean, you had a number two pick, you had a number seven pick, you had a number 14 pick. Moses Moody is looking good. If Jonathan Kaminga just had a show of faith, a show of confidence. Give him some damn minutes. 15 is criminal. Playing Corey Joseph 15 minutes is criminal. Now, what was positive, Moses Moody had a fantastic night. And I think I already went through his numbers again. Moses Moody had 10 free throw attempts in this game. And his effort is awesome. He even went two for five from beyond the arc. Finished the game with 21 points at five rebounds. The future is bright with Moody. He even had two steals in this game. He even had two assists in this game. So kudos to, to Moses Moody. Brandon Pajemski is a kid that from the moment training camp started, let me, let me rephrase that, from the moment preseason started, uh, you've heard nothing but praise on this show about Brandon Pajemski. The kid can ball. And even though he had a rough second half, similar to a lot of other people, um, he's obviously a keeper. Uh, if you ever hear me start calling him lip, it's because he reminds me a lot of one of my favorite TV show characters from one of my favorite TV shows, a show called shameless. And he looks just like lip. I don't even know what it was. Jeremy Allen white. Is that the name of the actor who's also in the bear? Um, but his character's name in shameless was lip. Uh, so if you ever hear me say lip for Brandon Pajemski, that's where that's coming from. He's he's awesome, man. I mean, there is no way you could spin that as a negative. They they so far so very good. Won with that draft pick. He played 36 minutes, 31 seconds tonight. He reminded people he can shoot the three. He was two for three from beyond the arc. His point total wasn't huge. He scored 12 total, but he was five for nine from the field. He also grabbed six rebounds. He was out rebounding uh, Russell Westbrook out there at times. The dude is just, I, lo I love this kid. I don't know how you cannot. Uh, had three assists, had just two personal fouls, had just one turnover, had two blocks. He led the team in blocks, which on a side note, I don't know if that's a good stat because I don't think you want six four, six five guards being your primary shot blockers. But that's a positive. Brandon Pajemski, I love the fact that he that he's playing. And look, if there's anything I've seen from these last from these last uh, uh, few games where the team has been missing Andrew Wiggins, the team has been missing Chris Paul, Gary Payne the second. I'm not seeing the type of drop off that I think a lot of us expected. And what that tells me is Chris Paul is expendable if the team has to make a trade and they have to match salaries. The reason why I'm not going to bring up Wiggins as much in terms of trades is because I don't think the value is there to get something good back. Um, and see, that's that's not fair. That's not fair. AS, ASAP Fenny or whatever, however I pronounce your name. 
Stephen Curry is not a choker. Let's take it easy on that. That is just strict hate. Uh, <laughs> uh, he literally has hit game winners just this season. He's one of the greatest players ever. Let's take it easy on the Curry hate. Um, if this pro- team does not have uh, an issue, <laughs> it's, it's Stephen Curry. But, but to see Pajemski and to see Moody thriving in these minutes, it's awesome. I just really want to see, sorry to sound like a broken record, but the, the, the Kaminga minutes are asinine. I don't understand why there isn't, there isn't more outrage that Trace Jackson Davis is getting DNPs left and right. I, th- w- how does that make sense? Whatever happened, by the way, to Usman Garuba? I mean, um, Kevin Dan has been incredibly busy. This way he hasn't been on the show yet to talk about uh, the Santa Cruz Warriors. He will be on soon. I'd love to get a report from him about how Garuba is playing in Santa Cruz. But look, the guy is 6'8". He's supposedly a great defender. He's a tough interior player. I mean, Steve Kerr had no issue pl- issues playing Anthony Lamb last year, a two-way player. Why is Usman Garuba suddenly off limits? I would rather have Usman Garuba out there finishing games right now so at least you're getting size and you're not giving up second-chance points to the other team. The rebounding battle, by the way, in this game, 36-35, almost even between the Warriors and the Clippers. But points in the paint, a category with the Warriors – are last in the NBA in, they got killed 56-38. And again, the premise of size is nothing new. This is the kind of stuff you learn playing grammar, CYO basketball, junior high basketball. You grow up learning the most basic thing in basketball, which is that height matters, size matters. I, I don't understand what's going on there. I don't get it. So... Anyways, I'm sorry for this being a negative show. That that game, look, they, they were leading for 47 to 48 minutes. I was looking forward to it, especially given how they were in the first half, given the fact the Warriors led by 22 points in this game. I was looking forward to a nice, relaxing Saturday afternoon blowout. And then we see just that little by little, the, the lead withering away in the third quarter. We see that monster coming a dunk that wakes everyone everyone up, turns stem, it, this, 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 the tides were completely stemmed at that point. Momentum was shifted back to the Warriors. I think they were only up by two at that point. They quickly grow the lead back to seven. For a brief moment, everything's looking okay. Um, and then we see them for 15 minutes total. I just, it's it's infuriating. All right, folks. And Ken Mamba, I agree with you that the, the trade talk for Kaminga is outrageous. All I'll finish up with is this. If you're not going to play them, then send them somewhere that, they're going to actually play him and get some value, get someone back that you actually are going to play. That's the only reason why I'm not completely opposed to the Kaminga trade. Uh, have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. We'll be back at this soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>